Christian Cage seems to be the darling of both Impact Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling. On last night's episode of Dynamite, it was announced that Christian is getting an Impact World Championship match on the debut episode of AEW Rampage this Friday. And he's getting an AEW World Championship match on September 5th at All Out. Well, the Christian main event at All Out really didn't seem to make sense the up to last night's Dynamite. Things are starting to fall in place, and they're making a lot more sense now. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website database tracking pro wrestling throughout the world. On today's show, we're talking about Christian Cage. Was he the right choice for All Out? We also have headlines for the last 24 hours. John DeCarty is in the house with a pile of rumors, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 12, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John DeCounty, welcome to the show. Christian Cage, everybody's number one contender. Yes, uh, we are all his peeps, and he is number one here, there, and everywhere. I just took a phone call to Scott Demore and Tony Khan. They were all on the line, the three of them discussing things, and Christian gets his title match at Rampage this Friday and a title match at All Out. After everything we saw in the show last night, leading up to this, the whole friendship of Jungle Boy and stuff, there has been definitely a path here. But as you look at this, All Out, one of the big four AEW pay-per-views, do you think at this point, Christian Cage is our guy for this championship match? Are you sold on this yet? I'm not. I'm actually, I'm completely befuddled by this whole situation. I, I thought that Christian would get a title match at some point. I thought it would come on a dynamite. I thought it would be uh, just a passing thing. It didn't register at all as a major storyline. If he'd win some kind of number one contenders, three-way, four-way type of match, he'd get a shot. It'd be, it would be over before we know it. And then he would settle into that role like Matt Hardy, where he's taking someone else under his wing, wrestles every once in a while, but not a major player. And here he is. He main eventing a big four. I, it makes no sense to me. I know Al Carl is as giddy as a school kid, but I'm completely confused. Yes. El Carl with the Christian theme music written out for us, for our viewing pleasure in the comments, but I don't know. So if we look at Christian's credentials, I'm frankly, I'm there with you, but let, when we look back at Christian's credentials, he's currently, he's 47 years old, been wrestling since 1995. He just came back after a long hiatus away from the ring. So he doesn't have a lot of time to get these matches in. If they want to get these matches in, he was, he has a two-time world champion in WWE. The total reign of 33 days. Also, <laughs> the ECW champion, the WWE version, had that for 247 days. So much longer reign there. And then from 2002 to 2007, Impact recognized the NWA World Championship as their top belt. Christian held that for about the last 100 days before they basically, NWA pulled their belt back and they introduced the TNA title, which Kurt Engel would be the first TNA champion. So Christian has a credential history as the champion. He's never been that top guy, top, top guy, but Edge Christian, they're number four all time on WWE's uh, top 50 tag teams. They ranked right there above the Dudley boys, where, which was your pick. So he's a well-credentialed wrestler going into this. Um, 
Fans certainly seem to really get behind him when he called Don Callis a carny piece of shit last night, though. Yes. Yeah, I think that was more he was just speaking their language in Pittsburgh. I think they they love to call somebody out on being a carny. And look, I, I don't mean to prove the career of Christian. He's not, an, he obviously, number four all time, like you said, on the tag team side. And then he also won the tag titles with Jericho. He won them with Lance Storm. He's been a chair high seat title he's held multiple times. His second world title reign was as a result of, I think, Randy Orton kicking him in the jimmy, and he went and he won it by DQ. But, okay, two world title reigns. I just never thought we'd get this guy, as, as lovely as the story is of him coming back at 47 years old into a company who was ready to let him actually work in the ring as opposed to the other one that probably wanted him just to get beaten backstage by Randy Orton once a month. I just didn't see this guy headlining a pay-per-view and the, yeah. the way it's coming about, it makes an, this AEW title is tied to so many other things. Nothing about this makes sense because I'm sure. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. So a hundred percent, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent, especially leading up to last night where I just thought this would, for all the reasons you just laid out, I didn't feel like it was a strong enough match for all out. At least not yet. They could have done a longer term story where it's Christian end of career. Does he have one more big run left in him? You play that card for three, four, five months. He went to tournament or something like that by, and then they play that story throughout the whole tournament. Then you can see, okay, this is a big deal. And can he do it one last time? And he's got the big match, but this kind of spell in his lap, but it's not Al Carl bringing up in the comments all the stuff that Hangman Page had to do to, to not get a title shot in the end. Or Cardinal, like Chris Jericho, to get a match with MJF has got to have go through Nick Gage and Juventud Guerrero and Wardlow and Sean Spears. Christian Cage, it's not that he did nothing. He rose in the rankings, but he really didn't do anything impressive to set up for this match. It kind of just fell in his lap. So when he comes to the ring last night, what does he receive but a whole bunch of CM Punk chants as he gets in the ring and they announce him as the contender. So the crowd was not willing to accept him. And the reason I bring up this line about him, Don Callis is going on and on about how Christian, oh, isn't it lovely that you get a title match? And finally, Don Callis takes a break. Christian Cage gets the microphone. He calls him a carny piece of shit. The CM Punk's chants stop and the building explodes. And it was just like... I was shocked because it was like in those three words, he seemed to get the crowd completely behind him. And then he went on to call him something else. It wasn't anything like Chris Jericho's bottom feeding trash bag hoe, but it was still pretty good. And the crowd seemed to be behind him. Now they have to keep that momentum going. And then Christian says, I talked to Scott Demore and he gave me an impact world championship match this Friday. And then I started scratching my head and said, they've announced the match. We're not really there yet, but what if he won the Impact World Championship? Would that make it more of an impressive thing at All Out? And I think it would be tell a better story. It's like I mentioned, I don't think it's the way I would have got there, but if he won the World Championship for the Impact World Championship tomorrow, that changes things for me for All Out. Yeah, suddenly he's a little bit more believable as a contender. Suddenly it's a little more believable that he could even win the AEW title. I just don't see them putting a loss on Kenny Omega until it's time to lose that A. Like this early summer, 
I've been working under the understanding that Kenny Omega was going to be, uh, forgive the pun, but bulletproof until it was time for Page to take Hangman Page to take the AEW world title off of it. So that's why this whole thing with uh, Christian not only getting the shot, but getting an impact title shot too, none of it makes sense to me. I'm giving AEW credit for telling really good stories. So I'm assuming there's something built into this whole thing that I don't see coming. They're going to surprise me with, and I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. But as of right now, completely flummoxed. Yeah, and Britt Baker being in Pittsburgh, defending her championship against Red Velvet, we know that's the main event. So it doesn't seem likely that they would change the Impact World Championship in the opening segment, which is probably where this is going to be for Rampage. So... All that I said about if he won the Impact World Championship, it would be a great setup for his AEW Championship match. It really doesn't feel like that's what's going to happen tomorrow. It's a like really quick run to the Impact Championship, and then they probably have to change. This has been planned. They probably have to change everything they have planned for the Monday, Tuesday tapings for Impact that are going to carry them through September. So... Yeah, I know it's a very weird situation. I don't know how they're going to play this, but somehow I think they must know what you and I are thinking right now. They must know that we don't really buy Christian as an all-out challenger. So one of one of several things could be the situation here. A, it's, maybe it's not the main event. Maybe there's a different match with a CM Punk or Brian Danielson or Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a different match that they have queued up for all-out that they're going to announce in the next two weeks. That's going to take that top billing spot and sell a whole bunch of pay-per-views. And frankly, CM Punk's first match is going to sell a whole bunch of pay-per-views. So maybe they don't feel like they need it. So they're slotting this in. Or maybe they do have this really good storyline that makes him a credible challenger. That's what I'm holding on to. I'm holding on to the fact that if you take out the cardboard crash mat, blood and guts ending, if you take out the popcorn fart of an ending to the barbed wire death match, beyond that, NEW has been pretty damn good with their storytelling or continuity and going places that make you happy and that you saw coming, but getting there in a way that still didn't make it rhetorical. So yeah. going to assume that they have a plan. They're much smarter than me, especially in the wrestling biz. So I'm going to put it in their hands, but right now, I don't understand what's going on. There's five more, five or six more shows before all out. Maybe eight. I don't know. So if you include all the rampages and stuff, so they've got time. So we're just asking that, that get us on board. All right. Anything else about Christian Cage that we need to cover down on before we move into the next segment? I wouldn't think so. Okay. I think we've hit it all. <laughs> yeah. I think we've very well articulated our points here. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play the commercial here. We're going to take a break. When we get back, John DeCarty has a shitload of rumors to come through today. So let's take the commercial break. I'll see everybody back here in about a minute and a half. And we'll talk about all the rumors hitting the wrestling business right now. And after that, we've got news from the last 24 hours. So stick with us. Be right back. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. 
Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right, John, as we come back, I have pulled up my Instagram and we have a headline here, breaking news. It appears that Candace LeRae is pregnant. Oh, Johnny Gargano posts a picture. The secret's out. Our team is getting a little bigger. Johnny Gargano holding up ultrasounds. Candace is also holding up a dog. So I hope as I say this, it's candace the pregnant and not the dog but i'm pretty sure this based on comments and everything it, it is candace but that's pregnant so congratulations to uh to the, the wrestling family seems yeah. that he was not the only one to successfully pull off a fez press last week <laughs> in the recent past <laughs> yes and then there is a photo as i hold up my instagram to the camera baby wrestling coming february 2022 so uh, that seems indicative of baby wrestling coming so that's not a rumor that is uh from the horse's mouth in the world of rumors what do you have for me this morning oh all kinds of good stuff all right adam cole one report says him and vince are good buddies and there's going to be a great effort to resign him next report says the wwe yeah they're they're me on adam cole which would be in keeping with what we've heard over the last couple of weeks about nxt he checks None of the boxes for what they want, you know, size, age, etc. So what do you know? So Dave Meltzer wrote, well, okay. So H Jenkins of ringside news, he reported that they asked about Adam Cole's situation and a tenured member of the creative team informed ringside news that there's no huge push to keep Adam Cole in the company. It was said that fans shouldn't get their hopes up regarding the situation because there's just money being thrown his way for a role. Most people won't believe. So that's from ringside news. And I have not seen that report corroborated anywhere else. So I don't know how much I lean into that. However, Dave Meltzer wrote in the wrestling observer newsletter that those close to the situation have said that he, Adam Cole is negotiating a new deal with NXT, but the AEW has made an offer as well. And he had not to agree to either offers as of midweek last week. So I think the Adam Cole situation is really up in the air. And I think a lot of people felt that he was a shoe in to sign for WWE again, specifically for the main roster. The clues that are out there seem to indicate that 
maybe he's not looking at main roster. Maybe he's still looking at NXT, which would make more sense given what you just laid out. But there's also the clues here that there's really not a strong push to keep him. But then you have this whole thing that went around about a million dollar deal. But H. Jenkins of Fringside News said that might have been false as well. And I, to be completely frank, I have not seen that reported by PW Insider or Fightful or The Observer or any of the places I would normally go to to, to get a confirmation on that. And if one person had that, they, one, one of them would have also had it. I don't know. Adam Cole, I'm not sold on the fact that he'll remain in WWE. And if he does remain in WWE, I think he's probably... Maybe he's going to stay on NXT. He's made a heck of a home for himself there. He's a stalwart of that brand. So that wouldn't be a worst. When it comes down to it, Adam Cole should do what Adam Cole is going to do. And none of us are going to know until it happens. But if they do throw a big money contract at Adam Cole, there's no reason that he shouldn't take it. He takes it. And even if they, they cut him six months or a year from now, he takes the money. He fills up that 401k or whatever account he needs to fill up. And then he's not going to be, he's not going to be any less desired a year, six months or a year from now. So he should probably follow the money. He's not asking me, but that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Very good. WWE internal discussions continue to point to fear that SummerSlam may have to be, it says here, canceled. What the Some kind of switch. So there's some kind of Thunderdome setup, something to that degree. Any updates on the Nevada COVID issue or situation? Just that I know that it's, I haven't heard that Nevada's getting any better, but I also haven't heard much of anything else. I know Pacquiao's opponent dropped out. So that, um, Spence, so that fight's a little less appealing in the last week. I've heard more about WWE opening up more seats than moving away from, from the Allegiant center or stadium. So I don't think that we know anything new really on this yet, but certainly people are going to be wearing masks and all that stuff, but. Nothing new in terms of whether it's going to move to Thunderdome. Alrighty. Rick Flair in the rumor mill again. Obviously, he's gone from the company, so nothing really new on that point. But a part of the reason for the tensions between himself and Vince or the WWE in general was a podcast that he eventually wound up stopped because he was getting in trouble every time he opened his mouth. And uh, specifically, I think one of the things that he really took a hit on were some not unkind, but he didn't have the highest opinion of Finn Balor's future. What he said was that Finn Balor would never be able to main event WrestleMania. And you're right. Unkind thing to say on a podcast. Also a true statement so far. So not that makes a difference. It was still unkind. And yes, so it's been a few years since he shut down the podcast, but he did probably shut it down because it was causing a lot of heat on him in the backstage area. I tend to believe though, that was a completely separate issue. Like those tensions have probably died down in the years that it's, that have gone by since the podcast stuff and various people were reporting that Flair was unhappy with creative ideas, which led to the butting of heads. Gotcha. Okay. AEW. We don't get a lot of AEW rumors unless it involves uh, Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Max Caster. What is his punishment for his unkind words from last week? Yeah, this is a weird story. Obviously, Tony Khan was outspoken about the situation, not pleased in hindsight anyway, that the, that Max Caster delivered the promo that he did. Now, Ringside News reported that Caster was suspended for two months, had to take sensitivity training, 
that would make sense because that's what they did with Sammy Guevara when Sammy Guevara had to, or made his, when they found out Sammy Guevara had made his comments about Sasha Banks. So that would be in line with the policy that they had set up earlier. Now, Fightful Select, they reported that he is on ice for the next two months, which I don't know what that really means, whether it just means he's off the road and he's, they're keeping him quiet and they're not going to use him for a couple of months, or if it means he's suspended. So Ringside News is the only place I've seen the suspension stuff come from. I don't think we're going to see Max Caster for at least two months, whether he's suspended without pay or they have him on ice. I'm not sure which one of those it is, but we won't see him for two months, I'm sure. Shucks. Okay. Yeah. Becky Lynch is scheduled to be in Vegas at, uh, at SummerSlam weekend. Anything? PW, yeah. PW Insider confirmed that she would be backstage at SummerSlam. They did not know if she would have any sort of role on the show. Most reporters believe that October is the target for Becky's return. All right. Very good. I, this one I need, definitely need your help on. A video played in the building during Raw this week of Mick Foley and Steve Austin talking about how awesome The Fiend was. And, and that, plus bringing his tweet later in the evening with that weird black and white picture, as everybody buzzing that he's coming back. But it's, did that actually happen in the building? It feel, so it feels like a... So yes, it did. John Elba reported that the WWE ran a promo inside the building with Steve Austin and Mick Foley talking about the fiend. Now we don't have footage of what the promo was. So I don't know if it was like a canned thing that they play. Sometimes they do. If you've been to a live show in the, in the last few years, what they'll do is they'll have a WWE network commercial that they play in the arena. And that may have maybe as even broken skull sessions portion or something like that, that they were playing. So I don't know what the clip was. If it was an original clip of just about them talking about how great Bray Wyatt is, that would be very weird, but I don't, I would, I, that's a long shot. I would think. Okay. Especially since we at least know he's not under contract right now, it would open up WWE to too much risk to put something like that out there. If they, he's not under contract, that's point one. Um, point two, his tweet. What did he say? You can't kill it. And it was a picture of a devil mask or something like that. Man, I don't think we can read anything into you can't kill it. And that could, I mean, it could, his career, his family. Here's the thing with the, with Bray Wyatt, they laid off his dad. They laid off his brother, his wife or not his wife, but the mother of his children left the company. And then they just recently let him go. I don't know what the situation is with Bray Wyatt. Nobody knows what the situation with Bray Wyatt is. But to think that a, a little commercial in the building combined with a cryptic tweet might mean that he's coming back. I, I don't think you could connect those dots. Right. He might come back. It, it's possible to be smart on WWE's part to get him back in the fold because he's a creative genius and that genius can be used very well at Impact or at AEW or at New Japan or Ring of Honor or MLW. So. He, and Bray Wyatt, if he wants it, I think has a long career in wrestling. He, long after he hangs up the boots, that creative mind, I think it could go on for ages. So uh, I think WWE would be smart to get him back in the fold. However, we won't know until we know. And sticking with him just for another quick second, apparently the mental health issue were all BS. He just had some family engagements that was keeping him off TV. 
That's from Sean Ross Sapp, who writes for Fightful. Sapp said he was cleared. He also, so I take it to, I take it to be true. He definitely had family engagements and he definitely was cleared by the time they cut him. They, the people close to the situation that, sh, that Sapp spoke to said there were some mental issues that were talked about and that that stuff wasn't true. Basically he had family engagements. He was working on creative for his character and that's why he was off of television. He was cleared to make a return when he was, when it was time to make a return and instead they cut him. Okay. All right. USA Network representatives who I guess have gotten a peek behind the curtain on the uh, changes upcoming in NXT don't seem to be very high on the ideas. What do you know? Andrew Zarian of Madman Podcast reported that one of the USA Network reps said, personally, I'm disappointed with how it's going. Speaking of the releases and what's going on with the NXT product. Now, that was last week. This week, they pulled in the best rating they've had since May, 750,000 viewers. If there's an upward trajectory, I don't think the USA Network is going to give a crap at all about who WWE hires and fires. Very true. Speaking of NXT, uh, you've already uh, reported about Aaliyah and Dakota Kai, but apparently a whole bunch of NXT wrestlers have been at main event tapings and uh, backstage uh, at Raw. What else do you know about that? Yeah, so the, there were five NXT people at backstage at Raw this week. Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, Odyssey Jones, Austin Theory, and Zia Lee. All five of them were backstage. Dakota Kai and Aaliyah had a match for main event that should be available now. Odyssey Jones and Austin Theory also had a match for main event, which should be available now on Hulu. Zia Lee didn't have a taped match. I'm not sure if she had a, a dark match or something for agents. And um, the other, one, other name that was weird is Riddick Moss was there. And Moss has been down with injury since September of 2020, so we haven't seen him in a long time. He was in a bit of a tag team situation and he was part of the raw underground stuff. So Riddick Moss, he's been down with injury since September, 2020, and he must be cleared to return. Now, if I were Riddick Moss, I would be worried. Yeah. I was stubborn to see he was even, I had completely forgotten about him. I didn't even realize that he was still employed. I, I just tallied up 57 talents between wrestlers and referees and yeah, wrestlers and referees have been let go this year. And that also includes contract expiration of the big show. And it also includes Samoa Joe who got rehired. So 57 people and Riddick Moss, and we know they're not done. So Riddick Moss, I hope he's able to get on TV and show what he can do. I don't think these cuts are done. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, most importantly, here it is. No more speculation. We have it from the horse's mouth. CM Punk. CM Punk's return to wrestling is written in stone. We've heard it out of his own mouth. He's going to appear on uh, an episode two. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, episode two, episode three. Uh-oh. Yeah, episode three. Pro wrestling theme drama heels. Here's the thing about these, the rumors, and I think this is why wrestling is so full of rumors. We have to remember that all these people do is deceive for a living. Everybody in the entire business, right? From the promoters, to the wrestlers, to the referees, to the managers, the announcers, 
That is their job is to deceive. Yes, CM Punk is playing Ricky Rabies in the Heels show. In the sense that he has already taped episode three and the finale of the show. He's definitely, his first act back was for this show. So that aside, like I said, he mentioned in an interview that on 820, the guy asked him about the rampage on August 20th. So he, CM Punk, very wisely, a, a worker, picks up his phone and starts looking at his calendar and says, oh, it's one of the proposed dates for a screening of episode three of Heels at an AMC theater here in Chicago. I hope everybody can go. It's not confirmed yet or anything, but so punk, I think, I, like I said, everybody's a deceiver. I don't think for a second that Pete Sam Punk will not be at rampage. So uh, the right. yeah, he's definitely making his return to wrestling in that capacity because it's already been done. And they're all freaking carnies, aren't they? They are all crazy. It is time. We have some more headlines. All right, here we go. John Nakani, the girl on fire. Kiara Hogan had a match with the Karashita for Elevation. It was taped for Elevation. It'll air on Monday. So Kiara Hogan with her first act of business outside of Impact Wrestling. We don't know that she's not on any future episodes of Impact, like tonight's episode. She may be on there to finalize that whole situation with Kira, with Tasha, but made her first appearance post impact. So yeah, it's good for her. Ring of Honor's death before dishonor moved to Philadelphia. Yesterday we talked about how it was going to be, it was no longer going to be in Florida due to COVID. They announced that it's going to be at the 2300 arena because everything happens at the 2300 arena. Josh Woods is getting a pure title shot. So. Because they're hardcore in Philadelphia. I am a little sad that I moved from Maryland away from the 2300 Arena. It was like a two and a half, three hour drive, but so much wrestling happens there. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty boy Brian Nobbs is hospitalized with several issues, and the doctors told him to just plan on being there for a couple of months. So, best wishes to Brian Nobbs. Hopefully, he does make a good recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, soon, but. We already talked about NXT drawing their best rating, 750,000 viewers since May. So that is good news. Hopefully, uh, we continue to see that trend up. The more we watch wrestling, the better the entire industry will be. More people will watch this show and participate on chats and things like that. So keep watching wrestling. Absolutely. Okay. So big news out of Dynamite last night, but Andrade and Pack looks like that's going to be a match at all out. Yeah, that, that should be fantastic. I hope they actually make it. I hope it's uh, finalized next week, but good stuff coming there. And the Lucha Bros will likely be on the card too, because Andrade told them, leave on, uh, Pac told them, leave Andrade to me. You two go after the tag titles. Hopefully that comes to fruition. Good stuff coming. I'll tell you what, in 2019, my wife and Travis and I went to All Out. We watched the Escalera de la Morte the ladder match between the Bucks and the Lucha Bros. And pretty sure it re-energized Maggie's whole interest in wrestling. So uh, if we get to see a rematch of that from two years ago, that'll be great. That will not be anything less than great. Now the Andrade and Pac match, that should be exceptional as well. And I'm excited because I think it's, well, we saw Andrade versus Matt Seidel. I think this match is the showcase match. This is the one where Andrade shows 
this is what I could do. And I wasn't able to do it. That's everybody's, that's the chip on everybody's shoulder as they leave a WWE and go to, to AEW's. I want to show you what I can really do. Well, this, if he can't do it here, he's not going to be able to do it. So, and I liked, I liked his work in WWE. So this should be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That we were talking about this in the uh, watch alone thread last night. I would be stunned if this match wasn't well above just good. All right. So that again, we have Christian Cage versus Omega at all out as well. Next week we have Jurassic Express. They're taking on the Bucks for the tag team titles. That'll be happening next week on Dynamite. Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is also going to be making a major announcement. No idea what this could be. Hopefully here's what I think it should be. He should challenge Miro for the TNT championship at all out. That's what I think it should be, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that one bit. <laughs> Darby Allen and Sting are in action next week. And I say that uh, with all uh, due respects to 2.0 ever rise, but Darby Allen and Sting wrestling 2.0 next week. So that'll be fun. And tornado, uh, tornado tag format. So that should be that much more fun. 2.0 rules and a man to machine, face to machine situation on dynamite. Starks and Cage are going to have a face off. They're going to go man to man, but not man to man because Brian Cage is the machine. Man yeah. the machine. Confusing. And then the MJF versus Jericho matches next week. I, I didn't see that coming. What's going on? What's happening there? There's just, there's gotta be, I, I, I keep saying this about AEW matches that I'm always reminded that AEW doesn't really do false finishes and BS schmas endings. There's gotta be something that pushes that to all out because the, you know, the, 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 this, this whole thing has to culminate in all likelihood, a career versus whatever match. And it's gotta be on the pay-per-view card. Come on. <laughs> oh. Gary Mahaffey saying that the ex Bronson Reed has called out Miro. Interesting. Jonah Rock, whatever you want to call him. Man, that would be fun if they had like a surprise for All Out. But I think they, as I counted the days, I believe the the releases were August sixth, and Dynamite or All Out September fifth. So it might not make it. But that would be cool if they had Miro versus a mystery opponent and ended up being somebody like. Like that would, that would be outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the MJF and Jericho thing. I agree. There's gotta be a way to make this feud go to all out. So something is going to happen. I don't think it'll be a, I don't think we're looking at DQ count out anything like that next week, but there's gotta be something where Jericho demands another match and maybe he has to put his career on the line or whatever, but yeah, all out. It's definitely gotta be Jericho versus MJF there. I, I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it just being a television match. Right. Give us Jericho and MJF at all out and take the Omega Christian match and put it on dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and Al Carl's head just exploded. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> Three title matches for Rampage tomorrow. Christian versus Omega for the Impact title we already talked about. Miro gets to absolutely destroy Fuego Del Sol. And if it's it make it matters worse, it's a contract match. If Fuego wins, he gets a contract. Fuego's not going to win. <laughs> Poor fella. Britt Baker versus Red Velvet in the main event, and Pittsburgh is behind Britt Baker. But interestingly, the big show was on the show last night. I'm sorry, not the big show. No more BS. Paul White was on the show, 
last night, and he ran down to the ring to defend the honor of Tony Schiavone. He got right in QT Marshall's face, and QT Marshall sacrificed Aaron Solo. So I guess, perhaps, maybe, Paul White versus QT Marshall. Look, you know, I said that about Goldberg, and I'll say it about the big show, Paul White, as well. When Goldberg comes to the ring, I want to see a spear, I want to see a jackhammer, I want to see a pin. I want to see him walk right through it. Big show, if he's going to wrestle QT Marshall, Give me a choke slam and give me, give me the big chop in the court. Where are those on QT? Hit him a choke slam. Call it a night. I don't need to see a 20 minute match with the big show. 100% on board with that. Is Paul White the new 911? <laughs> I, I defer to you on that one. Uh, certainly as intimidating, perhaps even a little bit more. Good, good reference there, Gary. <laughs> All right, real quick, Roads to the Top. That's the reality show starring Cody and Brandy. Debuts 929 on TNT. Good for them. Impact tonight. Number one contenders battle royal for the Impact Championship. X Division champion Josh Alexander versus Devari in a non-title match. Finn Juice versus Chris Bay and Jay White. Taylor Wilde versus Daniel Dashwood. That That's the right, correct lineup. Yep, and we've got a BTI match between two people you probably barely know. Say Adonis and Joasa. Yeah, that was weird. I was weird to see that on BTI, but whatever. NXT UK this afternoon or evening, depending on where you're watching from. Flash Morgan Webster versus Wolfgang in the Heritage Cup tournament. Nina Samuels versus Amal. SmackDown, we have nothing advertised. They, I think they mentioned last week Ray versus Jimmy, but I, we've already done that. I, I don't know. That doesn't mean we won't have it. We could probably sit down and write the card for them. AEW has a thousand wrestlers. I, I heard that Brian Alvarez talk about this recently. AEW has a thousand wrestlers. And on account of that, you never see the same match twice. WWE has about 50 wrestlers between Raw and SmackDown. And that you see the same match every week. All right. This weekend, Triple Mania and Resurgence will be the major shows. Everybody can tune into that. New Japan Pro Wrestling's obviously sold out. Not sure what's going on down there in Mexico, but you should be able to watch it on Facebook and maybe even on YouTube. You'll have to do some searching and digging for that. John DeCurry, anything else in the world of wrestling? I say we have covered everything soup to nuts once again, sir. Yes. Long show today, but we did a lot of good work here. So for John DeCurry, I'm Ryan Joy. We'll be back Monday. Al Carl will be there and we may be talking about a new Impact World Champion Christian Cage. I'm not sure. We'll see. See you then.